0: with Marita Nizam, who's the author of the children's book, Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos. We had a great chat about why she felt moved to write this book and the powerful message behind it, which to me points to children being able to self-validate and to know that they're good enough no matter what anyone else, like a grumpy poo, tells them. So
1: hi, Marita. Hi, Marie. Thank you for having me. I was very much looking forward to this because I think it's amazing to have an opportunity to talk about my journey as a parent with a hope that I can can help parents that, that are going through it now on their journey. I think it's a, it's a great concept and a great idea.
0: Oh, I love it. And I really love talking to people with such a powerful message like yours. So, so, Tell me about you, paint a picture of you, your current life, what you do for work, you know, your children, any, anything to, to help us know you.
1: Yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe to set this up, um, talking about where my life was, was two years ago. Um, Two years ago, my life was pretty much planned out. I was married. I had two children. My children were going up. I was, I was getting ready to be an empty nester. My husband and I had, had bought a smaller house to downsize. You know, our life was pretty much planned out. And then as it happens to many of us, <laughs> And it has happened to many of us. Life decided to throw me a curveball. Life yes. was like, uh, <laughs> life was like. No, I don't think so. Listen, you you're going to you're going to get a divorce. You know, <laughs> at age fifty five, uh, you will have to start all over again. You will have to figure out your life um, from a certain from a, from a totally different, um, viewpoint. So right now, um, but then as it, um, thankfully also happens, the universe decided to, you know, when one door closes, you know, um, one door opens. So the universe yeah. very gracefully says, okay, here's the opportunity. What do you think about, you know, writing a book, uh, going out there, telling your story to parents, um, to To hopefully help them to raise their children. So, I took the opportunity and I'm very grateful for it. So, right now, to be totally honest with you, my life is still a little scary at times. It's still, you know, still um, I'm still settling down and figuring things out, but it's also become um, this amazing adventure that I'm really enjoying right now.
0: Oh, that's lovely. And so, where do you live,
1: Marita? I grew up in a small town in Germany, but I've been in Toronto since 1989. And I now live there with my my two kids to live with me and my pets.
0: Oh, and so how old are your children?
1: My children are now, boy, I always have to think 26 and 25.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I have two stepsons of 26 and 24. So oh, you do.
1: <laughs> yeah. You are too young to have
0: <laughs> stepparent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so so t- 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 tell t- Tell me about the book then. So you've written this book um, and we're going to make sure that people have access to the website and, and know where to look at it and where to buy it towards the end and in the show notes. But t- t- tell me about it.
1: Yeah, I would say the book is is a very personal one to me, because it came out of my personal experience of, of raising my two children. Because unfortunately, my children did grow up around a negative person. At the time, I didn't quite understand the dynamics that were going on. And I didn't, didn't quite, I, I, I hadn't mastered the, the life skills that I talk about in the book. I hadn't mastered them myself. Right. So, um, I kind of dragged my children into the situation. So, the book is very personal to me. Um, Obviously, I cannot go back and undo the way that my children grew up. The only thing I can do is talk about my experience, put it in the book, and hopefully protect other kids from experiencing the same thing that my my kids had to go through.
0: Oh, lovely. So, uh, and that's that seems so powerful. So what's the title of the book and 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 who's what's the age group? And and you know, could you could you just paint a picture of what the book's like? Because it I've had a look on online, but could you could you describe it?
1: Yeah, the book is a picture book. So it's it's basically for children ages, I would say three to six, three to seven. Um, but the lessons of the book can also be applied to children of all ages. Um, i would say the lessons of the book could even be applied to grown-ups there's some right. stuff maybe in there that that we haven't learned um i found in in my opinion an amazing illustrator so the illustrations in my in in my view are very unique and um, the story is the story in fact is very simple but i think if you take a closer look you can you f- find a lot of hidden lessons in there and and my idea is i w- i would be Extremely delighted if parents used it as a conversation starter to introduce those lessons into into their children's lives and and to talk about certain life skills that, that we need.
0: Yeah. And it's called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos.
1: Yeah, I wanted I wanted to create an expression that that's kind of unique that also has some some humor in it. So um, that kind of takes the takes the tension out of encountering negative people because that's what the book is about: encountering negative people and and the damaging effect that can have on us. So I wanted a word that's unique and 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 my my big dream is that children will grow up with that expression, that parents mm-hmm. would use it often and just say. Any time it comes up, oh, oh, this this person is a grumpy poo, you know. Like, don't take them seriously. Don't don't take on what they what they're telling you.
0: Yeah. I, yes. Absolutely. Don't take other people's stuff seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah um, don't don't take it personally. It's actually about them, not about you.
0: I've absolutely, and that's so important to the work that I do too. So I really, I really feel strongly to to what you've just said. So so would you be happy to share to share your experience, your personal experience that led to to writing the book, you know, in more detail?
1: Yeah. Um I mean, I don't want to go at this point in, in, in too much detail, but my parents, uh, my, parents my, my children grew up around a negative person. So, to me, like in our situation, that was a person that did not validate them, that did not validate their feeling, that did not um, encourage them to be their true selves So, when they were growing up, they they didn't have that, you know, that safe space that we all need to be ourselves, to make mistakes, to be able to ask for help. So, my children did not have that. And um, in hindsight, they did not grow up uh, uh, in a home where they felt safe and secure. So, in the end, I saw the damaging effects it had on my children, which unfortunately for my children were very um, um, yeah it was it was pretty devastating for them because they didn't have the space to to develop a healthy sense of self right so they went through anxiety they went through depression um, they ended up having both of them actually having suicidal thoughts so um in the extreme, like growing up with a with a toxic person, it will have very devastating effects
0: on children. Yeah, and w- would you say that there was fear attached to being at home, sort of physical and mental fear?
1: Yes, um, probably not so much physical. Um, when I did ask my children like what 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 to you and that's how I ended up putting up putting it into the book when I asked them once they were grown up and we were we all were kind of you know coming to an understanding what the situation is because while it's happening, you're you're dealing with it, you know, yeah. it's kind of, a, of, of of a chaotic situation. You don't really have the time to reflect and sit down. You don't understand the dynamics. Uh, my kids certainly did. Don't don't right. Kids in the beginning think this is normal. Like the way yeah. I'm growing up is normal. They don't understand
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the beginning that it's it's not a healthy environment. So um so, one of the things that my kids was said was the most devastating for them was growing up with the belief that they're not good enough yeah that that whatever they're doing is 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 not going to be good enough um, actually they they internalized uh, I know my daughter did um the situation was a little more intense for her um she very much internalized that she's not a good person and she's not a worthwhile person. Um, and I also think when you when when you grow up uh, with a person that is not stable, you just don't have that sense of security at home because because it it it, it tends to be um, become unpredictable. So kids don't have they don't have that reliable they don't know what the outcome will be in any situation and i think that that robs them of their of their sense of of security because it's just not a predictable situation
0: yeah uh, uh and actually i grew up um with a mother who is an alcoholic and um yeah. and what often I think happens is that the children end up trying to sort things out, take responsibility for the household, try to make things better. If I'm better, if I'm a good girl, maybe that will help. And ultimately, I think, you know, many of us become fixers as a result. And it took me quite a long time to recognize that I'd become that because I was constantly trying to resolve situations that felt uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, very much so. I think it's kind of a role reversal that happens, right? Yeah. And 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 children are also. I mean, my children are very empathic, right? So children will always, not always, but children will end up thinking, okay, I I can help my parent, you know, I I I can handle the negative things that come along with it. I will be tough because I can help my parents, and that's just not the way children should be growing up.
0: No, no. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, I'm, I'm sneaking in a quick question here, but yeah. how, how involved were your grown-up children in writing the book? Did you involve them at all? Or, you know, was it something you just did straight from the heart for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the idea, yeah, the idea just came to me. I have to say my daughter was very involved. Um, she helped me with editing. Um, she was always there for me because when you're in the process of writing and you're doing it yourself, it's nice to, it's nice to have somebody, you know, to get some, some feedback from. And she, um, was always there to give me feedback. And she also, also really loves the book and was, was very encouraging about it.
0: Yeah, lovely.
1: Because because both my children, I mean, obviously, uh, they gave me permission to talk about them and, and what they went through because both of them feel very strongly that they don't want this to happen to other children.
0: Yeah, lovely. And so what I think you're saying is, is that your book, uh, and we'll talk about this more in a little while, but your book is really trying to give a message to children, but through the parent as a conversation starter. And in which case, the parent might start to recognize the toxicity, the kind of the, the grumpy poo in their own home, because sometimes we can be blind to what's going on right under our own noses, can't we?
1: Yes, yes. I think I think the book works both ways. I think children, the message is very clear. I mean, the main message, message is I'm good enough. Like Mm. grumpy Pooh gets, gets put down by her friends. And at the end of the book, she realizes the dynamic that's going on. And at the end of the book, she rejects the dynamic and she just says, no, I'm I'm not believing what you're telling me. I'm good enough. So the book works on its own, but also parents, if they want to, can, can take the time and talk about certain topics, like uh, what's hidden in there, like talking about emotions, um, talking about boundaries. Um, that's also hidden in the book, and if parents want to, they can they can also talk about those topics.
0: Yeah, lovely. I think that's really, really helpful to many parents. So so what responses have you had from people? Um, have you had any feedback from parents or from schools about how they've used the book?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, in Ontario, I think we've probably had the longest lockdown in history. Yeah, um, right. We're still in right now. We're still at a, a stay-at-home order. So, unfortunately, I have not been able to to go out to schools. I've not been able to. I've I've never read it to a kid yet, right? So, I'm I'm I'm, I'm itching to do that. And I'm very much looking forward to going out to schools and and talking to parents. Hopefully, I will get the opportunity to do that. And also going into places like shelters where there's people that's where there's kids that already have been traumatized. And for them, the message, I think, would be extremely important. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that. I've had the pleasure of um, my best friend just became Became a grandparent, so I've I've had the pleasure of seeing seeing her read the book to her grandson. Which I mean, he's two years old; he's a little too young. But uh, obvious to me that that was a very emotional experience. You know, seeing my best
0: friend reading reading my book to um to her grandchild. Oh, absolutely! And the thing about these books um, is they get a life of their own. You know, that's when, what,
1: yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's there's a certain, how can you call that? Like a certain atmosphere in there. That um, a little rabbit to me, um, I made her a girl. Uh, she's like a, a, a little. She's a feisty little rabbit, you know. And I think that she's, in my opinion, very lovable, but also at the same time very feisty. So, so hopefully, I think people. Uh, children and parents, children and parents will really connect with her. And yeah, if the book could take on a life of its own, I would be very happy about that.
0: Maybe there's something in there. There's a, a little rabbit version for mums, you know, as a little rabbit grown up and yeah. that she's good enough too. I'm going to take yeah, know, know that back
1: Yeah, I actually, I actually <laughs> put that at the end of the book, you know, because as parents, we don't hear it often enough, right? We, we do our job. It's a tough job. We do our best, just like in the book, right? We do our best and and sometimes we have to tell ourselves, yeah, we're good enough. we're we're doing a good enough job. you know, we're good enough as parents, even though we're not perfect, but we're, we're good enough.
0: Well, you know that's why I was really pleased um, to meet you and and to to look at doing this podcast recording together because that's what precarious parenting is all about you know, we're good enough and yeah. everybody's got a different story.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I think I'm doing this. Um, like I said, I cannot undo what, what I, what's been done to my children, but I can share my story. And that's why I think your the way your podcast is set up is, is a great opportunity for me, right. To share my story as a parent and to tell other parents um, listen, this is what I've overlooked, right? I overlooked the fact that there are grumpy poos out there. Our children will encounter them sooner or later. Like, we cannot ignore the fact. Like, like, don't think everybody is going to validate our children. Um, and grumpy poos could be, um, like let's say a milder case, is just a parent maybe having a bad day, right? But at the extreme end of the spectrum, it can be a toxic person. So my message to parents is um, let's not ignore that there are toxic people out there and let's empower our children, let's prepare them for it, let's empower them. So when the situation does come up, they are already prepared. They will recognize, hopefully, recognize what's what's going on and, and the effect won't be quite as damaging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because um it what I got from from you when I was researching you, looking at your website, looking at the book, you know, children can learn to validate themselves, which I really enjoyed, you know, that that actually we can insightfully see something different for ourselves, whatever our age, we don't have to be told it. Often we need to be told something a thousand times before we see it for ourselves, but we can validate ourselves as well. And so how did that work for your children? Is that okay for me to ask as they got older, did you notice them start to be able to, learn to self-validate
1: yeah you know what that is a very tricky subject because um, my children's upbringing in hindsight was so damaging Um, let's talk about my daughter my daughter has put has put a lot of effort into healing herself Mm. Like she has worked, both my kids have worked very, very hard. My, my son finished university, even though he was going through mental issues. And, and, and that's also a a cautionary tale I want to, I want to throw at parents that, um, the damage can be severe. Like if if children don't have the opportunity to develop their true self, because as far as my daughter goes, she's working very hard. She's doing a lot of you know spiritual work. She's she was reading every day. Um, she worked very hard to get herself into a healthy place, but right now um, she tells me. She was very disconnected from her true self, right? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a discussion to have. Um, you talked about it in, in one of your podcasts, right? Is, is the true self indestructible, right? And I would say, yes, on a, on a spiritual level, it is probably indestructible. It's always going to be there. I think as parents, we do have to realize, though, that our kids can be disconnected from it. Yes, the way I see it, my daughter is very disconnected from her true self. And and for example, at the time on a a cognitive level, of course she understands that she's lovable. Of course she understands she's a she's a valuable person. But on on, like on an emotional level, she's not there yet. So I think that's the dangerous parents we have to once once children internalize those beliefs about themselves and, and and in that instant the first beliefs they experience are the most important ones. It is very, very hard in some cases to overcome that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I sometimes talk to my young clients about it's, We we usually can't solve an issue within ourselves by thinking about the overthinking, because we then overthink the overthinking that's (laughs) causing more overthinking. Yeah. And I mean it's sometimes a bit like Sherlock Holmes trying to resolve, you know, a crime by his intellect. And that isn't where our answers lie for ourselves. It's that knowing, it's that that deep um, seeing something differently for ourselves. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah.
1: And then I think another point is, for example, my daughter started dancing. Another point is, and we know that today that trauma also sits in the body. Yeah. You know, so, so like you just said, just thinking about it is not going to resolve it. You, you have to go deep. You have to kind of, you know, feel it in your body, um, through dancing, through, through doing other stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be solved on a cognitive level. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: <It's> for sure. <laughs> so, so what does the future look like for you now then? So you're, you, you, you just gave away that you're 55 and you're now an author and you're on a different path and your, your children are, are, are grown up now, you know, how does the future look for you? Well, time moves on. I'm already 57. so Oh, man.
1: <laughs> it doesn't stop, does it? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the future looks, you know, I, I, I want to establish myself as an, as an author and um, hopefully as a teacher. There will be a second book, which will be called Little Rabbit and the Fence Hoppers, which will dive a little more into the subject of boundaries, of setting boundaries. Oh, really? I think I think it's very important because through setting boundaries we can protect ourselves, right? And um yeah, you know what? It's like I said, it's an adventure right now, you know, B- building building a new life, um online dating, which is another totally uh <laughs> It's off topic, but it's a we could have a whole podcast just about that, right? Going <laughs> back weird. into the dating world at the age of fifty-seven is also an adventure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an adventure lying ahead, but I'm very excited about it.
0: Oh, love it! Well, I really want to ask you about online dating, but I'm gonna hold back. <laughs> and I just, just, just you've just piqued my interest. Tell me really quickly about the fence hoppers.
1: Yeah, um, in the Fence Hoppers, it, it, it talks about how how lib- little rabbits' friends come into her garden um, that she's carefully tended to, and and they kind of mess it up, and um, she needs to learn during the book throughout the book to speak up and to set stronger and stronger boundaries. And oh, again, know. it's kind of the same concept at the, as the first book, but uh, but at the end she will she will have enough and said, you know, f- you know, friends, this is not how it works. This is not okay for me. Enough, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's really, I love that. So tell me, you know, what would be, you you have said this earlier, but I'd really love you to say it again. Um, What would be your message to anybody who's listening and it resonates? Maybe they're thinking, oh, I have got a grumpy poo in my home and I hadn't realized the impact. That it might be having on my children or myself, you know, because that's important too, right? So what would be your message to those people?
1: Yeah, I think, I, as always, uh, the first important step is, like you just said, to realize the dynamics and what's happening, right? And, and then if we teach, I think, the lessons that I, I have in the book, you know, uh, the book will help your kids to understand the, the dynamic. The book does that, I think, hopefully automatically. And then to talk about, teach your kids to, you know, set strong boundaries, um Let them know that they're good enough, they don't they don't have to earn your love through through external achievements. So they're good enough. Teach them to set boundaries and teach them that our emotions are our own and not to take on other people's emotions and And just by learning that, by learning those life skills, I think they will be protected.
0: Lovely, lovely. So if anybody wanted to chat to you, could they or or? How will they find your book? Um, Tell us about your website. Obviously, everything you say, I'll put in the show notes. But if you could give us as much information about about that side of things.
1: Yeah, I think my website will will give you all the information. I also have, did post some videos on the website that go a little bit deeper mm-hmm. into how parents can can implement the lessons. So mm-hmm. check out my website. The book is on Amazon. It's called Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos. And uh, you can find me there.
0: Great. And just just tell us your website. Um, you don't have to spell it out, but just tell us the website. Yeah, the website is maritanizam.ca. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I do feel that we need to get you back to hear about your online dating escapades.
1: Oh I no. That would,
0: <laughs> that would definitely fit with precarious parenting. I Don't really blame me on that one. <laughs> I think, I think just tell us, is it, is it going well or is it a minefield? Uh... Uh,
1: <laughs> it's okay I don't think it's my time yet I think I have a little, more, a little more healing and a little more work to do
0: to be honest with you a bit more time to focus on yourself yeah yeah. I, I love so. that thank you Marita it's been really lovely talking to you
1: thank you very much for having me
0: you've been listening to Precarious Parenting by Realization Works subscribe to realizationworks.com to access more resources including monthly blogs written to be shared with younger people.